All right, we're back. <laughs> Three left. Three left. Counting down the days. What's up, Mets fans? Orange and <laughs> Blue Things Season 7, Episode 27 of our little show we do here each week on the Seven Line social channels. I've been getting a lot of people in person and through the DMs. I don't know if you have as well, or maybe you've seen tweets. They don't want Orange and Blue Thing to go away. I know. I'm kind of like... I don't, I'm not, not that I'm shocked, but like I didn't think there would be as much actual people going out of their way to say they don't want this to end. I mean, speaking of whatever, Kate uh, Larkin, but Caitlin, right? Yes. Did you see her reply last week? I really haven't been. On the there line. would be no Taylor Swift without Banana Rama. She's on my side. Did she provide context? As no, to she's why? just probably like maybe not twenty or however old you are. So. I'll be 28 on Monday. <laughs> Happy birthday. If I had my little soundboard here, I would hit the button for you. That's all right. We'll be here on Tuesday. Thanks, Lizzie. If you're watching in the chat, we appreciate you checking in. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter. We will be welcomed shortly by Joe DeMeo, who you know as PSL to Flushing on the yeah. little Twitter. Uh, I was a guest on last week's SNY show, Off Day Brave. Live. You were braver than I was. Well, you know what? They gave me a little rundown prior, and I think they know over there. I'm a, I'm not an X's and O's guy. As yeah, I say well, all that's the time. what I told them. Like, listen, like as long as you're not gonna ask me about stats, I'll do it. But like, right. if it's gonna be anything like the first week, I'm not your guy. Well, they also asked you very early on in the yeah. season when people are still so locked in on Mets content. Yeah. Right now, if you're watching the show, you're either a very depressed Jets fan and you don't want to <laughs> oh, listen. God, you don't want to listen to SNY right now. I gotta say, Jets fans, I am so sorry. <laughs> Like that, that sucks. Yeah, so your tweet last night. Ugh. Within the span of 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Running through the crowd, uh, onto the field, holding the Because it flag. really, and I, I like hopped on Twitter and saw people like live tweeting as that was happening when he was running out with the flag. Like, oh my God, this is electric. Jets are winning the Super Bowl. Like, this is the best shit ever. And then like I went back on like 20 minutes later and it was just people like, I will kill myself. <laughs> like what happened i did an interview today oh. with new york times it's all about new york it, the the topic of the the uh the poster or the article is going to be all about uh basically doom and gloom mets yeah. uh not mets new york sports and i said mm -hmm. i'll talk about it i mean i'm a jets fan i, I wore my revis jersey sitting on the couch last night right i'm not a super diehard but uh you know i i didn't even watch hard knocks like it, it, yeah i'm a fan but i'm not like you're super diehard so i'm like i'll talk about whatever you want to talk about yeah clearly <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not going to be that insightful. But I did say to the to the reporter, I'm sorry, for, I didn't catch his name. Unfortunately, I got a text from a friend saying, hey, you want to talk to this yeah, guy from fine. the Times? He called me and we had a quick chat. Uh, the, there's a lot of correlations between the Jets and the Mets. Right oh, now yeah. Because the Mets I mean, this was the Diaz injury. That's just the vibe no, not I got. Not only, not only that, I'm saying the the amount of eggs they put into the basket of, of signing yeah. an older Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And then we also brought in two aging pitchers. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this didn't even last four plays. And this wasn't even, to my knowledge, this doesn't even have to do with his age. This was just like, they're a cursed no, franchise. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's freaking crazy. It's you can look wild. it up on, on the Twitter machine here, which I will do actually now because I want to highlight a couple things. Obviously, we have to have Jordan uh, Simpson course. recap the last weekend series. We also have Joe DeMeo waiting in the chat. Not in the chat, in the background here. Just sit tight for a second, Joe. Um, Darren Ravel, who is like a sports business. Oh, uh, yeah. This what's, guy. His, what's his uh, title here? Uh, business of sports betting and memorabilia collecting. Uh, check out this tweet that he highlighted this morning because I did see this floating around last night. This fan 
two and a half hours before the game, wrote, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a range-wrenched MetLife turf in two and a half hours. He wrote that at 6.01 p.m. And it actually happened. It got 10 million views. So, I mean, a lot of times I, I people tweet shit out like that on that purpose rained, because they're though. like, if it happens, they'll look like they're I know, but I wasn't even thinking about that. But that's such a good point. Yeah. Slippery turf is not good. Absolutely not. Before we bring Joe in, I do have to always, because we are going to do this every week now, because also <laughs> what else is it do? eats up a minute of the show. And God let's, bless. Let's, let's be honest. Maybe we have to start paying him. <laughs> we should. Someone needs to be paying Joe. I know. It's crazy. He's very talented. And, and I did watch the recap this week, and I love that he's wearing the seven line jersey because he mentions the seven line in yep. it. Yep. Hey, listen, the guy knows what's up. Exactly. So here is the recap of this weekend. If you happen to miss it or you did not watch the yeah. or you did not watch the games just like julia you can get a recap from jordan simpson here we go Windor with a couple of eyes another really great start from code i fell into a deficit and then a crew dropped the opener five to two peterson did well and fought it out back to seven lines and short came out bullpen came in but wasn't great we scored four but the twins scored eight tag in between lopez and mcgill Pitching, shutting things down until DJ doubles in the ninth. He's a hero. Auto with the save. Mets two twin zero. Back on the face of D-backs. Another team on a playoff track. Sang the carry will face off and it's clear. Couple top names for a rookie of the year. Another banger. <laughs> and of course, it's so crazy how quickly he comes up with those. And they're so well made. Yeah, he's the best. Jordan God. Simpson. If you don't follow him, you should be uh, check him out on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not sure if he has a Facebook following, but uh, definitely Instagram. Maybe maybe even TikTok. I don't know. Uh, let's welcome in Joe DeMeo. What's up, Joe? What's going on? I only have uh, one social media platform we're following. It's my Twitter slash X. I don't have anything your else. Twitter, actually, I was looking at your numbers this morning. I, I You're doing good over there, right? 40K? You're doing all right. You're big time. 30-something. 30, 30 so it's uh, it's pretty crazy to start from yeah, nothing. Man. But, yeah, that's, that's the only one I got. Did you sign up for the blue check? No, absolutely not. I'm not paying nothing. No, but you know, you know what? This is I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I was in the same boat as you saying, you know what, if we're not I've never gotten the check for whatever reason when we have, you know, over a hundred thousand followers and only follow a couple hundred people, I feel like that should be validation enough that we are in an actual account, you know, That's like a verified ratio. account. And we never got the check. So I was like, I'm never paying for the check, right? When Julia was gonna start doing <laughs> Big Apple trivia in person, I bamboozled her yeah. into paying eight dollars a month. <laughs> you can't post videos longer than two twenty without the checks. So and then like, we never did it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you though, it's actually already paying off because I got, oh, a welcome, I got man. paid already. I got, I got paid from Twitter. All right. So I thought, yeah, I want to that yeah this not is a, my idea. Not a lot, but it covers my. It already covered my year's worth of paying for Twitter by paying for the check for a month. From ad revenue, because like I guess that what they do is when you put a tweet out that gets a good amount of reactions, and they put in like the Cheech and Chong bullshit ads in there, or whatever you get paid for that. So huh. you, you might want to look into it, Joe. Might might need to reconsider. I mean, if it's you, you free, sure. Yeah. Well, no, you're going to be getting paid. You'll pay your eight bucks, but then yeah. you're going to get paid. 
And hey, uh, we all learned something. Here if today. X is listening, maybe you want to boost this video a little bit. Maybe <laughs> make something out of it. So, Joe, uh, you and I were both on Off Day Live last week, and yeah. I asked you if the whole yay nay meh thing that they do, that segment, is like their thing. If they do it each week, and you said you weren't sure, uh, you did it once, twice, or what? Uh, this that was my second time. I did it once early in the year and we did not do that segment. So, uh, and I will say I, I haven't watched all of the off day lives, believe it or not. So, uh, I don't know if they do it, but go all for right. it. I'm, I'm swagger jacking that segment and giving a hundred percent credit to S and I have a feeling this is just something that developed later in the season because like, as we find ourselves in the same situation, there's just fucking nothing else to talk. Right, about. Right. 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 So. <laughs> So all credit to SNY. Uh, we will get to why this show is titled Hope You Had a Good Time Before We Shit the Bed in a little bit because a certain Met staffer said that to me in a coffee shop on Sunday morning. No. Yeah. I like when I don't tell Julia anything until the show I, starts. Everything is news to me on the show. <laughs> I, I, I wish you realized the Mets pod really worked like that too. I like when we, we do a mailbag every week and I put out the tweet to get it because Connor does mostly football stuff. So I put I out for the Mets questions. Yeah, he does Jets pre and post for SNY. Uh, but I put out the tweet and he doesn't tell me what questions he's picking. Like, <laughs> but I kind of like show. Also, yeah. like, you can talk about the Mets. Like I could probably sit in here and talk about Seinfeld. Like I, I don't need right. notes. I don't. He, you know what this guy does? What, what he was saying this on the show last week, we're on the oh. SNY show, and he says his his favorite thing to do is uh, during Sanga starts to have his laptop open so he can watch like the pitch track while he's watching the game. And I'm thinking, my co-host, I can't even get her to turn on SNY <laughs> and post in there with extra devices so he could track the game. You are the one who says frequently we are not the same kind of show yeah. as the Mets Pod. We aren't, so and, I, and I like that. Take me as I am. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to the the stolen segment from SNY, yay, nay, or meh, I am going to talk about Minnesota for a second because I got to the game on Friday night and I overserved myself a little bit because I was expecting fully a Sanga no-hitter. Uh-huh. I went in saying, this is the night. I'm feeling it. I got a couple Coronas at the pregame spot before I went in. Maybe a, a few too many. No, it was perfect. Perfect amount. <laughs> and then know. when I sat down, um, I was sitting with Mike uh bianca's boyfriend uh and i was with evan and i was with dave gibner and they were like hey you got the tickets we'll get the drinks i'm like hey fine by me uh-huh. so mike comes back with these like margaritas in a can which i didn't know are like 12 percent, and i had multiple <laughs> i had a few and i'm like oh boy we are in for a treat tonight so um if you didn't see the did you see the video i don't expect julia did but joe did you see the tweet i put up of the video of businesses in front of the hotel that we picked for the Sevillan Army? I don't think so. Did not see it was, what, the what, street, what was it? the Street of Desire. This block had everything you could think oh, of. Oh, yes, I did see this. I did see this. I did. There was multiple strip clubs, a yeah. peep show, bars and restaurants out, out the butt. Yeah. And a, uh, it was a gay bar, a right? gay club called Gay 90s right across Love from my, it. but like right next to my bed. Minnesota was so fun. There were so many strip clubs and 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 but it was still like weird because it's I guess it's just really accept, accepted there that it's not like that it's not seen as like grimy or whatever that there was no, this. No, that just sounds like a good time it, to me. Yeah, it was I tried to go. I tried <laughs> to go to gay 90s after the game, like and I couldn't get in. The line was too long. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say you were too straight, they wouldn't let you <laughs> No, I, I waited on the line twice. I went on, I was like, oh, this line's so long. I got off the line and then I was like, I'll go back on the line. And then I, I still didn't go in. 
Oh, but, next uh, time. The block looked really fun. It was <laughs> it was great. So um, as we talk about it on the show a lot, Joe, I'm sure you heard this as well. I call a lot of these pregame spots and I'm like, hey, we're going to bring hundreds of extra drinkers to your establishment. Are you open for it? Whatever. Right. Only twice. Once in Colorado, they said, eh, we don't really need the extra business. And then here, a second brewery uh, that I told you about, I think, said, yeah, yeah. Eh, we're already going to be busy. We don't want to open early because there's a day game on Saturday, Joe. It's a one o'clock start. So oh, I was okay. like, yeah, yeah. Can you open at like 930? Uh -huh. Like, nah, we don't really want to put our stat, you know, whatever, whatever reason they were. Okay. So inbound said yes. They open at 930. I got there at 945. Every table was taken and the bar was full. And I'm like, here we go. I'm glad you believed me because the lady, Emily, who I was dealing with uh -huh. was like, um, you know, I'm not really sure about this, but I'm sure we'll open up and hopefully it's not a flop. I'm like, listen, if there's any track record, just Google the seven line army. Yeah. We roll in big numbers. And even though it is nine 30 in the morning, what the fuck else are people doing? At I'm 9 30 pretty in the morning sure you're going to that event. It's going to be worth that travel to Minnesota. You travel <laughs> to Minnesota. What, what else are you doing? But uh, yeah, like you said, the proof's in the pudding everywhere you go. And I even yeah. sent some photos. I'm like, hey, this was a brewery in Anaheim that we went to and showed them the photo. Uh -huh. And, you know, we like hitting up local businesses and and instead of just hitting like a chain. But um, I spoke with the bartender before I left. I'm like, hey, thanks for everything. I'm leaving. She's like, this was so much fun. We've never been that busy before noon ever. And I'm like, all right, wow. that's cool. That's the seven. Told you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Told Dude, uh, in Boston, our first Boston trip. I don't, did you go to that one, Joe? I, I went to a Boston. I don't know if it was your first or whatever, but I went well, to a Boston. What year was the first? The one? first one was when we went to that uh, bar in a bowling alley called Kings something, and they ended up double booking. They had like a birthday party when we first walked in. Like half the bar was taken. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? I told you we yes. sold a thousand tickets. Yes. I had to. I wanted to bartend. I'm like, I'll go and help you guys. I don't want to make any money, but this bar is is crazy and no one's getting served. But whatever it is, what it is. So they learned. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to the woman and her son who drove from South Dakota to Minnesota for the game. South Dakota, which I think is pretty close. I was going to say I don't know how, geography. How far? Yeah, I, far. <laughs> I know Minnesota's like here, and South Dakota's like here-ish. Yeah. If I like think of the map, that That's what can't I'm be too far. I don't know, but either way, uh, she was sitting there speak uh, talking with us before the game, and oh, it's not really that far. South Dakota to Minneapolis is pretty close. But either way, she's been a fan since 1984, has never been to a Mets game in her entire life. No. Yeah. Wow. So she went to the game on Friday night. Unfortunately, they lost. And uh. then on Saturday, she went to the outing with us. Unfortunately, they lost again. But if she stuck around for Sunday, she saw her first ever Mets victory. God, I hope she did. But you know how, many, uh, you know how, how I do my little speech sometimes if there's a microphone? Yeah. So I get up there. Hey, thanks for coming. You know, the Mets stink. And you bought these tickets after you knew the writing was on the wall. Right. By show of hands, how many people are from Minnesota? at least 50 hands went up really then i asked again by show of hands how many of you uh is this your first time ever cheering with the seven line half of the hands went up it was no. crazy well you're in a part of the country that you don't usually yeah. go to so everybody that's from there i guess saw it yeah. as an opportunity wow so um Special. the day after well actually that was the day game so i went right back to the room i didn't do anything after the game i watched supercross because uh, the playoffs just started. There's, so it was a day game. Playoffs? There's playoffs. This year, first ever time playoffs in Supercross. All right. So I went back to the room. I was, I was pumped. I had the best Saturday ever, besides <laughs> the Mets losing. Are uh, they teams? In yeah, no, the way it works is there's two series. There's an indoor series, which is called Supercross during the during the winter. And then there's an, uh, a summer series called Motocross. And basically, they took the champions of both of them 
they get a seating with uh, the okay. point. And now once the playoff starts, you already start the playoffs with a certain amount of points. But after the three races in the playoffs, the winner of, of the highest points ha- gets a million dollars. So oh, there's wow. a lot, there's oh, wow. a lot of stake. Yeah, so it's it's cool. It's, it adds an extra layer to it. So uh Sunday morning, I go to Starbucks. I walk in, I get my coffee, and I'm like, hey, I got a couple hours to kill before I go back to uh New York. Let me grab a coffee. And I see a certain Mets staffer in Starbucks. Will okay. you name them? No, it's not worth throwing them under the bus. Okay. Uh I said, Oh, hey, how you doing? Like, oh, good to see you. You know, thanks for coming out. You know, solid turnout. Yeah. How many people were there? Small talk, whatever. So oh, yeah, 700 people. He says, Hope you had a good time before we shit the bed. <laughs> and I'm like, You nailed it. I was like, <laughs> we did, and at least you guys are so aware that you can say that because yeah. at this point in the season, we talked about this, Joe, too, last week. Like going through the motions to try to see what you got for next year, right? Like, are you, are you're obviously still watching the game. So what are you looking for right now with these, what, 20 games left? I mean, you said it, you stole my thunder on off day live last week. I want to see young players play. That's what it's all about is evaluating Alvarez for next year. Alvar, uh, Beatty, Mauricio, uh, Mark Vientos, all these kids, you want to see what they can potentially bring with now David Stearns coming into the fold, which I don't know if you mentioned at the top of the show, but that news dropped like 15 minutes before. No, I really you guys yes, I actually live. saw that. Yeah. Well, yeah, where, where are you with the notes? <laughs> so wait, that's guaranteed? Yeah. David David Stearns has agreed to be the Mets president of baseball operations. It'll be officially official when his contract expires after the regular season ends. Uh, and according to Bob Nightingale, it's a five-year deal. Well, uh, so well, that could mean like a one-year deal. <laughs> it could mean anything, but uh, he's been on the David Stearns thing for a while. Like he wrote an article in like June. He was just like, "Yeah, David Stearns will be the Mets president of baseball operations," and people are like, "I don't know." Maybe and this is his here thing. We are. Maybe it's his thing. Maybe he knows uh, knows All someone close to David Stearns. <laughs> uh, but they they have him now in the fold, so it's important for the rest of the season to watch the young players, see how they fit into next year's team, and then. I like watching Kodai Senga pitch. I want to see Francisco Lindor get 30-30. I want Pete Alonso to get 50 home runs, like little things. And, uh, you know, if they happen to lose some games throughout the next two, three weeks, that, that'll that help their draft pick next year, which is something that I had I follow and have, have done work on a long time. Even for you, Darren, at one point, wrote something about the draft. So uh, that's the kind of things I'm looking for over the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah, back, back when uh, – Jared Kelnick, right after the Mets drafted huh. Jared okay, Kelnick, yeah, I wrote yeah, right, an article right. for the Seven Line about him. Wow, look so, at that. I used to actually yeah. talk more about the Mets. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we'll t- get to this in a little bit because during our yay, nay, or meh, we do have something that I want to bring up having to do with uh, with the Mets' new a- acquisition there for after the season. But wow. you brought up Sanga. How often have you asked a, a player for a photograph, both of you guys, ever? All the time. Well, when, when I was when I was a yeah, when I was younger, I don't think I've asked. Actually, I asked David Wright for a picture in St. Lucie a few As years ago. Should. Yeah, okay. he was sitting behind home plate in the. It was a uh, 2020. Actually, it was 2020. It was uh, oh, wow. COVID started like a week and a half after I was there. I was there like the first week of March, and I remember like Brody Van Wagenen was like walking around the concourse, Terry Collins, and I sat in my seat and just like two rows and right in front was. David, Jeff Wilpon, and somebody else I can't remember. And I was just like, no one's bothering David Wright. I don't want to be the guy to bother David Wright. 
but I'm going to pick my moment and be the guy that bothers David Wright. You have to. I did that to David yeah. in Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if there's any person to do it to, David doesn't give a shit. But I felt bad He's afterwards so nice. because it opened up the box where like everyone right. asked him for one. So exactly. I, That's, for that, I, I felt horrible. I walked away like, sorry, man. <laughs> so I had a moment on Sunday at the airport and I actually got denied. I <laughs> I'm standing there waiting this for the. This is so funny to me. Did I tell you this? You you briefly mentioned. Okay, it over I'm text. standing there waiting for the plane, leaving from Minnesota straight to LaGuardia, and I was more so concerned with the plane taking off on time because the weather wasn't the greatest here on Sunday. And strolling through the crowd is Senga, by himself, Aww. and I'm like, oh wow, that's Kodai Senga. I wonder if he's on my flight. So first class has already been called up and I'm like, and he's still standing over here. I'm like, well, I guess he's not on the flight because yeah. he's not sitting with the commoners in the back. Right. So next thing you know, his um, interpreter and someone else walks up and I, they, I guess maybe he was waiting for them to board. Right. And as they're walking by, I gave him a little head nod and I don't think he has any idea who I am, yeah. but I did say to his interpreter, I'm like, Hey, do you think I could grab a quick photo? And he he looked like uncomfortable that like he didn't want to deny me. Yeah. But he's like, uh, was it the interpreter? Interpreter. That said no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. No, Senga was already like in the front. I'm like, hey, do you think I oh, I thought picture? Senga flat out told you no. No. It was the interpreter. No. Okay. But that's fine. So he's like, uh, uh, only at the, only at the ballpark. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I don't like, think I, I get it. I don't think I've ever. But I get tail between the legs. I'm like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> I never really, I, never I, I know David. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. um, I've taken photos with a few players, but mainly like when I dropped shit off for like, Pete Alonso, we did the polar bear shirt. I yeah. stood with him or Jeff McHits, but like, I don't ask play. Like, hey, can I grab a photo? I was going to say, I don't think I've ever, and I, I don't think I've ever found myself in the position. I don't ask for pictures or anything when I see a player or anything like outside of a situation where they're, they'd be expecting like a fan to like, like at, at their place of work, like when yeah, they're yeah, in the yeah, stadium, yeah, yeah. like it's very expected. A fan can come up to us. Right. It's a job. Like, yeah. It's part, part of your work. Job. Yeah. But when they're like, I always say like, if I were to see them like out, whatever. And like the one time that was kind of pushing the boundary of that, where we did get rejected. Um, we were at the, um, baseball writers association dinner. It was in 2020, right mm -hmm. before COVID, I believe. I believe it was, maybe it was 2019. I don't know. It was after one of DeGrom Young. It's like the winter, isn't it? Isn't it yeah, in the winter? It was in January. Yeah. yeah, it was in yeah. January. And it was DeGrom had won a Cy Young. It hasn't been 2019 because DeGrom won the Cy Young and David Wright won the like toast of the town thing because he had just retired. And, you know, David took photos, whatever. Brandon Nimmo got the good guy award and he took photos. It was great. And then it was the end of the night. And people were getting ready to leave. And like, you know, his family was kind of nearby. But Jacob DeGrom was right there. And I just wanted him to like sign the program. Me and Kara were there. And we just like made eye contact. And I like went you could to tell right away. I went to open my mouth and he like rushed out of the room with his family. I was like, okay. <laughs> you, you can kind of tell he wasn't. You don't no, really hear that many stories about him being that. overly outgoing. And not, you that, know? not that that makes him a bad guy or no, anything, but no. he never, at least I don't remember seeing him as like the type who was always like signing taking photos whatever but I, I that's i can't even say that's true because i have photos of jacob Degrom. like at the ballpark he does so again that's what i get like when it's not in a ballpark setting and it's not like part of their job and they places to be i kind of just like i don't i don't want to be annoying we but got uh it's Sanga. yeah that's but you i totally <laughs> i totally was like oh man yeah. like total tail between the legs like i then i feel like other people noticed me ask and then i got the no and like i felt like such a loser you know <laughs> they're like look at uh, that guy shout out to kevin has uh california kevin as i call him i thought he was on a cruise maybe he has the free wi-fi 
Uh, he says he asks all the time, and he only got rejected by Ron Darling because he said he doesn't do selfies. Uh, well, he's he's like a I saw Ron Darling on the street too. Ron Darling's like a germaphobe. He might not have wanted to be like too close to people, yeah, maybe, especially if he was. I don't know. He he's he's germy like that. That's a thing. He wouldn't shake my brother's hand for the same reason. Wow. Yeah. That's like um. Howie Mandel. Howie, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. I heard yeah. is, uh, is germaphobe. Germaphobe guy That's too. Fine, I get it. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm rocking tonight's giveaway from the ballpark. This is the uh, hockey jersey the Mets are giving away tonight at the ballpark, which I'm a big fan of. It's really nice. Orange and blue. It fits perfect, actually. Like as a taller guy, uh -huh. the basketball one that they gave out earlier in the season was a little too short for me, and then they did like a soccer one or something like that. But this one's excellent. Show it off. So Give a twirl. There you go. <laughs> the stripes are stitched. It's not sublimated. It's actually really, really nice. You it, it seems like they did a good job with all like the secondary sport jerseys this year. Yeah. Like they had the soccer, the football, the basketball. It seems like they did pretty good with them. They've all been really nice. The, if I have to be, I mean, obviously I don't want to be critical because I'm very happy that the Mets send us anything. And uh, I think, like you said, they've been doing a great job. I think this more resembles the way they did the lettering. It resembles the it's Rangers. It's like Rangers. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, I think they did that. It was supposed to look like it was like Ranger style, but since it's island, I know, colors, but I even feel like that's colors. I think it was supposed to appease both fan. Bases. I guess, but I guess I, in my, in my perspective here, just like they did the Knicks thing last year with like yeah. that cool, um, they did the Mets logo with the Knicks on top of it, like a mashup. If they did some kind of New York, like how they had the hockey, like the, the Islanders logo is awesome. Yeah. The hockey stick through Long Island. It probably would have been a little bit cooler, but either way, I'm not complaining. This thing's awesome. I'll definitely wear it, but it definitely does I think seem does like it's a Rangers, Rangers jersey yeah. in blue and orange. But uh, let's talk about TickPick for a second because uh, I don't know if Joe knows this, but we like to do it each week. Great. Where Joe can listen to us talk we about can see. Uh, I've used your code before. Yes, Joe. I got an email the other night from someone asking what the code is, which it is OABT. OABT. So we like to do a, a little game here where we try to guess how much the tickets are going to be for that night's ball ball game at City Field. And we said from the very start, it is a bad look. We don't want the tickets to be inexpensive because we know that means that the team stinks. But uh, right now you can get in tonight with this jersey. No fees, nothing extra on top for five bucks. Damn. So if you are in the area, it is labeled as a hot event on TickPick. <laughs> Five bucks tonight. You can go tomorrow for three dollars, and then Thursday, oh, Sanga day, day game. Actually, four ten start, which I love. Uh, three dollars. So you can go for the next few days for sixteen. Right, five. Eleven dollars. It's like honestly, God bless the people who have their tickets up for three dollars because you know they're not making any money on that. Right. You're just doing the Lord's work by putting it up there to begin with. I would just eat it at that point. Three bucks. That's crazy. So someone is saying in the chat here that TickPick has a very funny commercial. I haven't seen it yet. TickPick has uh, a commercial? It's like an actual commercial on TV or just like an ad. Alex Cohen, not the Alex Cohen, a different Alex Cohen. <laughs> still uh, important as a person, but just not Alex Cohen. That <laughs> is Tia Alex. Says on YouTube, did you guys catch the TickPick locker room commercial? Maybe the funniest commercial I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I'm yo. hoping that they they kind of dove in on dick pick with tick pick oh my god in a locker they room. have to because i always have to like say it very i'll say it once and people will be like what i'm like tick pick yeah. <laughs> that would be great so uh shout out to tick pick we are going to be doing that that uh 500 credit giveaway today on twitter Sick. we had to work out some language there but uh tick pick is going to give away on Twitter, $500 credit to any event that you want to hit. Uh, 
from this day forward once we pick the winner. Or they, they're going to pick the winner, obviously. But Wild. if you don't win, uh, like Joe was saying, he has used the code OABT, $10 off any order of $99 or more in the app for first-time users. If you're not a first-time user, find someone who is and uh, take part in the deal and get involved in some little discount there. So OABT, no spaces. I don't know if it has to be capital, but $10 off TickPick. We love TickPick. Can't wait to see that commercial. Um, so let's get to yay, nay, or meh. Thanks to SNY's Off Day Live. We are adopting this, at least for today, because we have SNY's Joe DeMeo on, as you guys know, PSL to Flushing, on the little Twitter account there. So I am going to say to both use both of yous. Both of yous, that's perfect. Both of yous. Actually, what's before we move on, This is that a giveaway too? I don't know what this is. You just put this here, but I love it. The Mets sent us this as well. Let me look it up really quick because <laughs> uh, we're very thankful to All the Mets department place. for sending it. Joe, this is what we do over here. <laughs> is that a fanny pack? That I is. Know. It's like the crossbody thing is the new fashionable uh, thing. Let me look and see what the use. date is because that it's it's like it's awesome. Girls, girls wear it like 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 this and but it looks cooler than so how tonight I'm it. is the hockey jersey this sunday is the big sexy long sleeve t-shirt you see that commercial they did They're like making the, like a cologne it's fake it's, oh okay it's, i didn't actually watch it i just they, thought they, made like they were a, making a, a, real cologne. a cologne uh a fake cologne commercial you see that joe i did actually see yeah that <laughs> one i did see yeah. They did a great job on that. Yeah. The Buck Showalter inspired windbreaker is Thursday, September 28th. We don't have that yet. The Mets crossbody bag, which Julia just showed off. So it is a giveaway. Yes. Okay. Is Friday, September 29th. First 15,000 fans. There's no logos on there, right? It's I love just, when they do that. Yeah, it's just Mets. So it says presented nice. by City, but they don't throw they don't throw their logo anywhere on it. This one has a little, what is this? A sausage? Premio. <laughs> so on the bottom of the uh hockey jerseys is a premio. I thought premium. you were legit just gonna pull out we like do. a premio sauce. I'm like, what, you do? what is this premio? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, like uh, in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get to uh, yay, nay, or meh. If Julia doesn't know, I'm gonna give you a topic. You have to say yay, nay, or meh to the topic. You can tell us why after uh, you give us your decision. Okay. So as we talked a little bit ago about, I'll go to Joe first because this might change now. Uh, you brought up that breaking news. David Stearns is now going to be coming a part of the Mets. Uh, so yay, nay, or meh. Buck back in 24. Maybe this changes the equation a little bit. Ooh. It's interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go in the middle. I'm going to go meh. I think I would say it's more likely than not Buck Showalter is managing the team next year. But I think hiring David Stearns, and I'm sure part of his contract and everything in there is going to say he has – choice of manager um buck obviously has had his ups and downs this year a lot of this year just falls on the players i do agree uh you've heard billy epler and, and steve cohen say that and largely they're the ones playing so uh i hate to ride the fence here a little bit but i'm a man i could go either way if buck's back next year i don't think that means forget 2024 just skip to 2025 and if they were to move on and uh, David Stearns were to bring in somebody that he was more comfortable with. Uh, I know Craig Council's contract is up with Milwaukee, though there's there's a lot of word that he's going to take a year off as his kids are playing D1 college sports, and I think his daughter's playing a high school sport. So he may take a year or two off. But Buck has one more year left on his deal, so we'll uh, we'll see if if that means he has one more year with the Mets. So I like that people are chiming in with their answers in the chat. I will pull some onto the screen as we are talking. Uh, Julia, who watches every baseball game, 
I'm going to say, Julia, uh, same question. Yay, okay. nay, or man for Buck next season. Not to just take the easy way out and like copy what Joe said, but I do feel similarly only just because like he could do no wrong last year. He was so beloved. And I don't understand how all of a sudden now he's like, he's the problem. That doesn't make sense to me. I think like Joe said, a certain degree, a lot of it has to fall on the players. So, I mean, the real question now, what you're asking is, is with Stearns is that, and I, I also agree with Joe. I think he's ultimately going to have the final say of who the manager is, whether I want Buck to be back or not. I, I don't, think it would be fair to blame this season on him and can him just for that. But if, I mean, at this point, like if they wanted a fresh start, I don't know. I, I don't really have strong feelings towards it. So I guess I'm meh. I used to say the same when um, Terry used to take a lot of the blame as well. And I'd say, well, he doesn't make the roster. You got to play the card you're dealt. Mm -hmm. And if this, if like you guys are saying, if the players didn't do their part this year, but they did last year, how is that Buck's fault? Right. So uh, I was talking, t texting with Joe a little bit earlier about this segment. And uh, he, I didn't know this because I'm uh, maybe at my advanced age. I, I said before the show started, I feel like I'm going through menopause. <laughs> Uh, he, said, he said it was hot in here. He's like, I'm going through my changes. <laughs> I'm going through my changes over here. Uh, Joe says that tonight is the MTV VMAs. Is it tonight? I didn't even know. I, 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 I found that out from Twitter and Ferris. I'm not going to wow. say that I follow the MTV I knew it was MTV VMAs it's anymore. It's usually like the yeah. first or second week of September, but I didn't know it was tonight. I don't think I've seen the VMAs since Howard Stern was fart man, but... Uh, <laughs> Okay. I, Julia Pot doesn't even know what that means, but no. so uh, the VMAs are tonight, and supposedly Insync might might announce that they're going to go on tour. As far as Joe is concerned, so uh, Julia, you go first. Yay, nay, or meh? Will you go to an Insync concert oh, if they're touring? Hell yes! <laughs> Yay times twelve, one hundred percent. Insync was one of my first favorite bands. My first three CDs were Britney Spears, Insync, and Backstreet Boys. So I am all about it. All right, Joe. Oh, yeah, 100%. I was, you know, back in middle school days, it was NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. You liked one or the other. And and uh, in NSYNC is, is great. And I love that they might be coming back. I think they saw the Backstreet Boys go on tour and have a bunch of success. And they're like, we might as well, like, do this because right. they're going to do just as well, if not maybe better than the Backstreet Boys will. So mm -hmm. I'm all the way in. And I assume, Darren, you're you're coming with us, right? No, I'm I'm more oh. of uh, this old fart. I'm a new kids yeah. in the block guy. I'm a little bit older. Right. I I'm only learning in the chat now that Justin Timberlake was in in sync. Darren, shut up. That's not true. I you, thought he was in the other totally one. Totally knew. That. I thought he was a Backstreet Boy. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I, I don't know the difference. He was a Backstreet Boy. Well, I know Justin Timberlake because of trolls. <laughs> No, you yep. don't. Yep, trolls. That's not true. You knew you didn't watch the Super Bowl. Which one? The one where Janet Jackson's nipple was exposed. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was him. Oh, yeah. come on. I give that a and uh, one. One of my one of my buddies is a massive InSync fan, and he has a, a little daughter that's three or four, and they love trolls. And apparently, he told me that InSync as a band is doing a song in the new Trolls movie that's coming out. How oh, that's that? sick. That's that's how they soft launch their comeback. Yeah, that's kind that's of what response I'm thinking. That gets. That's yeah. great. And we can get our tickets on TikTok. Of course. So oh, uh, moving along here, I don't know if you guys know where I stand on this, but uh, Julia, as we know, is a gigantic dog lover. So let's go to Joe first. Yay, nay, or met on cats as pets. Uh, so my girlfriend loves cats. Her family has cats. Uh, I could honestly do without pets either way 
but so meh, like I'd be, I'd be fine having a cat, fine having a dog, but I don't like, I hate to say it this way. And this is the way I've always described it. I hate the end of pets. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't, I, I can't stomach uh, thinking about the end of pets and that kind of has had me not have pets in quite a while. Joe, I have a solution for you, not to get on a tangent, but you should foster because lots of shelters and rescues need people who will just keep a fun, healthy dog, like play with them for a little while until they find a home and you never have to see them die. That's what I did after my first dog died because I couldn't stomach it. I fostered dogs for people who were actually deployed in the military while they were gone. They would stay at my house and then it was like a happy reunion. I highly recommend fostering if you want a pet without having to watch a pet die. PSA. That is a... That is a good idea. Or just get a stuffed uh, animal yeah. or something. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not a cat guy at all. It, it kind of grossed me out. Uh, Julia? Well, my answer is a little controversial only because I'm actually highly allergic to cats. If I am in the same house that a cat has been walking around and like, I can't breathe. It's really, really bad. So by default, I'm a nay. Um, I did when I did pet sitting, you know, there were some houses that had cats. I would pop some Benadryl and suck it up. But like, I will say, and it could just be because like I walk into a house that has a cat and just start sneezing like without trying. But like, I just feel like anytime I'm in a house with a cat, again, this could be biased, but like, I feel like it's never totally clean. There's something about like a litter box that just skeeves me out. Like you could try and clean it up as much as you want, but litter gets everywhere and that just grosses me out. But I like cats. There were lots of cats that I watched that I loved and I I would wheeze knowingly just so I could snuzzle them a little bit. So I'm not like so anti-cat, but I, for my, my well-being, I have to be nay. So we got a couple comments here. I'm going to highlight Brian Hellman says dogs are people. Cats are freeloaders. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert says uh, cats are clean. Cats are so clean. Okay. Uh, Christian says cats are evil. No, thank you. Dogs are better. So we're going to move on from that one. Um, I know where I stand on this. I'm not sure if I've said this publicly or not, but I want to know Julia's thoughts, yay, nay, or meh, on Dome MLB stadiums. Me first? Yes. How do you feel about them? I am yay so long as they're only used when necessary. I like the feeling of an open roof stadium and just feeling like I'm watching a game outside, but I think rain delays in the year 2023 are so stupid. (laughs) We have the technology to avoid them, so we should. Um, but if it's not raining and it's not like weather reasoning, the, the, it should always be open. That's my feel. Joe has to be retractable hundred yeah. percent. If, if it was like, I'm not into a full like dome stadium like the expos had back in the day, but if you can open it on a nice day and if it's like, Oh, the weather looks just a little shaky, we'll close it for the day. Uh, or even like Miami, sometimes it's like 115 degrees and they're like, we're going to use air conditioner instead like that. Uh, that I makes sense to me. I, so yeah, retractable, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the same as what you guys are saying. I I I'm on record many times saying I don't like Marlins Park because of that. Because uh, if it's not raining, I don't I don't think it should ever be closed for heat. I think it's sh- it should be open. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I don't like being uncomfortable either, but I like the elements. I'd rather be sweaty and gross. No, and I say, remember. I went to a baseball game today. Then sit in the air conditioning. I remember feeling very thankful when we were in Arizona walking into the stadium and feeling just like air conditioning. I guess. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just out on dome stadiums. I'm not All a big right. fan. We are going next year to, to Tampa. Uh, and who knows? Maybe the dome will be open. That, that I don't think that one opens. Really? It? I think Tampa's just like a straight up. Don't like people always hit the roof yeah. with baseballs and stuff. I, right, I, get right, that I hate Florida, it. Though. I already said I hate it. But Florida I don't weather go. is so unpredictable. Like you can't even you kind of just need to be closed all the time. I get that. 
All right. Yeah, we got a confirmation in the fact checkers here. Tampa's a dump. It doesn't open. <laughs> um, all right. So I've been there before. Not not going to be your favorite ballpark you've gone to. I'll probably say. not. Uh, we will. This one's for Joe because uh, Julia already knows my answers because I wear these. She <laughs> wants to know your stance, yay, nay, or met on Crocs. Come on, Joe. Um, I don't wear them. Almost all of my friends do. So uh, I, I, I see the funny tan lines they have on their feet, and I get great enjoyment out of that when they <laughs> walk around the summer. They have the little dots all over their foot. But uh, I guess I'm not like completely opposed. But I just wear like regular sandals, flip flops, whatever, and. I don't know. Not opposed to Crocs, but don't never had a pair. I'm That's on my third pair. pair. I'm on my third <laughs> pair because I didn't realize that they're so susceptible to the heat. Well, yeah. I left them on the, my back uh, pavers. They're just like plastic. And they shrunk. I couldn't even fit my foot in it. <laughs> they shrunk from the heat. Ew. My back here needs a dome. That's gross. Like imagine what it does to your feet when they're like on your feet in the heat. But which is crazy gross. too because you're you're youthful. I'm uh, a youth. I'm so the youths wear Crocs. Like, no. Yeah, yes, not, they do. not my level of youths. I'm the level of youth that has always thought Crocs were like stupid. And it's like a very fine what's line. Stu what's stupid Below about comfort? Me, no, it, they're ugly. All right, whatever. They're ugly. Okay. Whatever. We'll move on to the next one. This is a Julia question, so I guess I'll answer this. I feel strongly about it. Um, yay, nay, or mad. Decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Um, definitely a nay on that. Of course you are. I think that you should get like a three week window before any holiday to start decorating. So maybe December 1st, start decorating. Listen to me. Do you, do you follow Eric D'Alessandro? Yes. Very funny guy. Yeah, I love him. He's a Mets fan. He follows our, our social media accounts. I saw him live a couple of times. He put up a hilarious video September 1st of women who start decorating for fall on September 1st. I'm going to start this weekend. I'm so excited. Kelly did it already. I fucking love her. Labor Day. <laughs> we were gonna have some people over. We ended up not. I would have Labor Day weekend if I had the time, but I didn't. I come home. There's she has this gigantic centerpiece that goes on our our counter of our kitchen with a candle in the middle. It's got like very you know fall colored Gourds, things around it. Leaves. And it was 93 degrees out. I sent him. A, I sent him a photo. I'm like, dude, your, your video's spot on. Look at my fucking counter right now. So I am out on that. Joe, what do you say? Uh, I think before Thanksgiving's a little early and I'm a big, but I'm a big Christmas guy. Uh, so we typically will get our, uh, our tree. We get real tree cut whole deal. And I will keep that up until that thing dies. Like, and wherever we go does a pretty good job. I think this past year, our tree was up until close to February. Wow. So I'll keep the tree up as long as that a, thing will alive that long. Al like, no needles falling. That is like once maintenance. Once ne once needles start falling, that's it. So we'll we'll typically get our tree, not necessarily Thanksgiving weekend, but within a week of Thanksgiving, let's say, and then we'll keep it up until it's done. Kelly and I had an apartment in Queens before we moved out here, and the needles were not falling off the tree. We were kind of the same boat as you, where as long as it was taking water, we just let it ride. See, I this is so funny because I feel so adamantly differently. Like I. I feel like it's never too early to start celebrating Christmas. And this is my only reason why I felt differently in years past, but the world fucking sucks now. And if you want to be like a little more so jolly for start? an extra few weeks, as soon as I can, I got to do fall first. I love fall. I don't want to rush through the fall stuff. And I kind of do like, um, like a transitional period after Halloween where it's like, I have like my first like two weeks of November. It's like all Thanksgiving stuff. I'll like start slowly introducing the Christmas stuff uh -huh. just because I, this is my, this is how I feel about Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving to me is is like like the opening ceremonies of the Christmas season. Well, yeah, Santa so, comes down last in the parade. Right, but I feel like at Thanksgiving, there should be signs of Christmas. I have never been able to convince my family to get a tree by Thanksgiving. And truthfully, just because of my work schedule, I used to be very busy around the holidays because people would travel. I never was able to have a tree by Thanksgiving, but I think this year, I do want to have one. I don't like when the Christmas decorations are up beyond january 3rd what i don't i think it's oh just, my god and i don't I, I won't like tell anybody like I, I i will never tell anybody i just don't like my house being like that because i feel like once that weekend ends i just won't do it until like mid-february yeah, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. of just like a productivity thing yeah, like yeah. i can't i can't stand looking at it beyond that but i also just feel like it's so much work. i have a lot of decorations getting it all out takes like a good two to three days to get everything the way you want it. If you're doing that for like two weeks worth of showing, that's just not worth it. Well, we waited so long. Like uh, we went away for a snowboard weekend and the tree was still fine. We got back. There was bugs all over the apartment oh, that came, really? they came out of the tree, like out of the sap. That's gross. Yeah. And it sucks having, having a, a, a Christmas tree in an apartment. Granted, I had a balcony. So when I would just throw the tree yeah. off the balcony onto the streets, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm done with this one. Yeah. All right, back to the Mets for a second. Ugh. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? we are somewhat of a Mets show, right? Uh, I'll go to Joe first on this. Uh, yay, nay, or man, retiring number five in 2025. Oh, I don't mind this question. We know next year, obviously, that if they were, were going to do it next year, they would have already announced it. Doc and Daryl going to next year. How about 25 for you, Joe? I would very much like to work with David Wright on this and when he wants to do it generally because he didn't do old-timers day because he's like, on an old timer, what what do I think to be an old timer's day? And I appreciate that Steve Cohen and the Mets are recognizing team history and starting to retire numbers. I don't want it to get out of hand. I am not in general a huge fan of retiring numbers. I think David is certainly on the very short list of Mets numbers that should be retired, but like this is gonna be controversial. I could have totally done without Doc or Daryl getting their numbers retired. Oh. Like I I appreciate what they did, even though I wasn't alive, but I appreciate the fact that they did bring a world series and they were key parts of that team. Uh, but I don't think that they necessarily were like, no one should ever wear these numbers again. Uh, David should definitely be on that list. I am totally down. If he wants to do it in 25, doing 25, I would, I would replace doc and Daryl day with David Wright day. If he wanted to do that, like that would be good with me. But um, once David gets his number retired, I hope they take a break because basically every year since Steve Cohen has taken over, he's retired at least one number. And we've seen the other side of town, what they do with retiring numbers. And I don't want to uh, go down that road. I think what you're saying also, though, is I understand your sentiment because, like you said, you're too young to remember them playing right. or even see them playing. So you might be more connected probably to David Wright because he's only a few years removed from playing, whereas people who were like, honestly, I was only five when they won. I was about to turn six. So I don't have a strong connection to them either. Uh, but uh, I'm sure someone who's 10 years older than me probably feels how you do. Oh, hundred percent. Right. I'm not saying I'm right by any means, uh, but no, I'm just uh, saying, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I feel like if they pick a couple guys per generation and then kind of be done with it, 
but which I think is kind of what they're doing. Yeah. And like my thought on you don't want to start is, wearing letters on your back. Yeah. My thought on it is, is since they've been doing like one of your the only other person that I could think they could maybe make a case for aside from David Wright at this point would be Gary Carter. And we've talked about this before. I don't so like again, I didn't really see him play. So I don't know if that's more of just recency bias and that he's passed away or whatever. Um, if we're just going on the merits of his play as a met, I, I don't know. I can't really make that call. But that's the only other one that I could see would make sense. And in that case, I think maybe they would push David to 2026. But other than that, like Joe said, like it's got to be it after right. Like there, there's nobody else really deserving i don't think well, we got dave chiming in here he said if uh, beltran goes into the hall of fame as a met no i i love carlos beltran i do but like and crane pool but like crane pool original like you know he was a met his entire career and but i, I feel like that's that's when it's kind of losing what it's supposed to be because i i was gonna say like i i understand doc and daryl like world series champions like they have that over david wright but you know and this is where David Wright and Crane pulled the same is that they were homegrown guys. They spent their whole career there, whatever. But like David Wright was Mets baseball mm -hmm. for like 10 years. Like there was nobody else. It was, it was just him. I mean, there were few, but like it was him and he, he was everything you wanted out of your franchise player. And I think it's just so much more than like, you know, the physical thing, like the, the numbers and the, obviously there are no championships, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like Ed Crane pool again, was not even alive or a thought my my mother was a child when he played actually fun fact my mother was neighbors with ed creamful he gave out the best halloween candy um which he should because he was like the only one making money back then but like he to my knowledge wasn't this like outstanding superstar player so mm. if you're just retiring people because they spent their whole careers there that's a very dangerous precedent to set true then all of a sudden you get people who spend their whole careers here. It's like, oh, well, should we retire the number? So I don't agree with that. I don't know if you guys happened to catch. I don't expect Julia did. But uh, the pregame last night on SNY did an excellent job on, you know, not 9-11. Mike Piazza was there and uh, he was sitting at with the press or the beat beforehand. And he was asked a bunch of questions like uh, comparing his time with the Mets, uh, being a leader, and then how, what Pete Alonso is doing right now. And he says it's kind of generational. He doesn't expect current fans to maybe have a strong connection to Mike Piazza mm -hmm. and 22 years ago, but uh, it's always good to see a guy like Pete who was stepping up and trying to do the right thing in the community. And like he donated some money to a charity before the game last night, he wore those cleats for a good cause. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's generational and I'm sure like people, if, if there will be no orange and blue thing in 20 years from now, <laughs> but when there's a conversation about Pete Alonzo's legacy, new right. fans might not, feel the same way because they haven't seen him play. So we will see what happens. So uh, speaking of maturity and, and time and things that might be happening in the near future, uh, there's a lot of talk now about Zach Wilson being a little bit more mature this year. And certainly last night he had to jump into some big shoes after the fourth play of the game. And uh, my question to Joe, yay, nay, or meh, the Jets beat the Cowboys this coming Sunday, who I know you're a big fan of. Yeah. Absolutely not. Zach Wilson's <laughs> going to be running for his life on Sunday. I, I feel bad for the kid. I genuinely do. Did you see what the Cowboys did uh, to Daniel Jones I did, on, I did uh, on, Sunday on Sunday night? Yep. Yeah, 40 nothing. And that that poor guy, I hope he had some strong ibuprofen when he woke up. So uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson ha has some stuff coming his way on Sunday. We were texting a little earlier. We have to come up with a little wager here. I'm a very small better, 2 $3 here or there. But we'll come up mm -hmm. with some kind of bet between uh, you and I for Sunday. I don't know if there's going to be odds to it or whatnot, but we'll come up with something for Sunday's game, and then we'll we'll tweet it out, let the fans know about it. So uh, before we move on, 
but that is that is our segment presented by SNY. Thanks. For- <laughs> no, but seriously, that was Lo- loosely presented by SNY. And it just burned a half hour for us. So thanks to SNY Sick. for coming up with Yay, Nay, or Meh presented by uh, SNY Off Day Live or sponsored by or, or inspired by. So thank you for that. Uh, we have to give a shout out to TickPick because not TickPick to Corona. Well, we could always, give a, shout we could always give a shout out to Corona and TickPick and whoever else wants to help us out here uh, at Orange and Blue Thing. We love your beverages and we love everything that you've been doing this season along with uh, the Mets. So shout out to corona let's pull this up here really quick because if you have if you have not joined the sweepstakes yet you only have a couple weeks left to do so you've seen us on the show these past few weeks show off a lot of the items last week i had the full set on if you missed darren's outfit last week it's worth a rewatch i had the polo shirt the shorts the backpack we have here we have a whole bunch of stuff we are going to be giving this stuff away next week so next week watch the show we will announce how you could be the winner and then on episode uh, 29, which is going to be the last show of this season, maybe the sh- last show ever. Maybe ever. <laughs> we will announce the winner of the uh, the free merch. So shout out to Corona for that. Go go to the Seven Line social accounts. Click the link in the bio. It brings us brings you to the link tree, and you'll see the link for the Corona slash Mets uh, sweepstakes here. So once you enter, well, let me tell you more about it. So each milestone here throughout the season unlocked another piece of merch. And Francisco unlocked them all. And then you have the opportunity to win that stuff. So enter your name, the state you're from, your email address, your phone number, no purchase necessary, and click submit. And if you are the lucky winner, they will contact you and mail you out a whole bunch of free stuff. No purchase necessary, like I just said. Always remember to responsibly enjoy uh, your Coronas. So let's go back to Joe here for a second. So Joe, um, we basically ran through all of our topics here. Uh, I wanted the to... next seven minutes are all you, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> tell us something about yourself. Oh, you know what? <laughs> tell us something. Last week we were texting afterwards because I'm not, I was never part of the internet era where dating online was a thing. Okay. Never had an app. There was never, it wasn't a thing, right? Uh-huh. Me neither. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Tind- Tind- Tinder was post post where I am. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Joe happened to sit next to his now girlfriend, uh, thanks to the seven line seating chart on really? opening opening day 2013. That's how they met. Oh, that's what I had sure. no idea. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of love connections. There really is. And what do they call it when there's not a connection? What's what's <laughs> the opposite of connection? Love I connections and disasters. <laughs> thanks to the seven line. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to like write a book about it. Oh, my God. Use a little. You should make a coffee table book of like seven line love stories and seven line like love disaster but what would they would the faces and names be blurred or changed no put them all on blast i would oh, you, do this yeah you have, you have to be, you have to be in that's it you're in or out that's, that's it. great so yeah. but the reason i bring this up joe might be one of the first connections because that was our second yeah, ever outing OG. that was the outing number two mm-hmm. was opening day 2013 but you know since then there's been weddings and and babies and divorces you know, divorces and uh everything pretty much everything <laughs> So time, time is definitely time is definitely flu. And uh, yeah, no, it was it was the seven line. That was the first time I met Darren and told that story. You've told it before. We've told it. Wow. I went yeah, up to you, week. introduced, introduced myself. Yeah, it said last week on Mets off day, went up to Darren, introduced myself because back then I didn't have a picture on my uh, Twitter account. It was just whatever. And uh, introduced myself. 
and he said something along the lines of like, wow, I thought you'd be way older. Like he assumed I was like, what would some young strapping lad care about minor league baseball for? It's only for old dudes that are balding in their mid to late fifties. I mean, I kind of get that. When you go down, (laughs) if you, if you go down to Florida, no offense to the Floridians, if you go down to Florida and you go to a regular game right now at, uh, at the ballpark, there's probably no younger guy sitting there like keeping track of the game and the stats and this and that besides you it would just be you <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i guess sitting like, with the radio hey, and the binoculars and good for him you know, he's done pretty you know well what? it's why i am where i am i guess exactly so, it all worked totally. it all worked yeah, out it all worked out so you could certainly sit along in this in this next chat if you'd like to or, or we could let you go but each Let's week get on with this day <laughs> each week we like to highlight a couple dogs here but we can certainly <laughs> kick you out for a second if you if you need to be somewhere but I feel uh, like I cannot walk out on the dog segment. That would really make me look like a bad guy. I We're going to talk about dogs who need to be adopted. Oh, Joe, like, I'm nah. out here. Joe's yeah. like, I hate pets, and I yeah. don't want to hear anyone talk about them. Yeah. This is honestly a rough segment for Joe because these are senior dogs who are like on the brink of death. But on Sunday, there was a – I honestly, if Julia was in Minnesota, she might still be there because <laughs> there was a uh, – a, cu- a couple sitting down on folding chairs and like a little piece of fake grass and a dog sitting there and a gigantic sign that said, please pet me. Oh. And everyone, they just wanted people to pet Stop. this dog in the airport. Oh. And uh, people were, but I feel like she'd still be sitting there. I would. She, by the way, okay. on the way home with my, on my flight with Senga, we're, we're flying home. I'm keeping track of the weather. Thanks to the Delta free Wi-Fi, And, when we took off, they go smooth sailing into New York, get you there in time, whatever, which I felt was they were so nonchalant about it. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be a, a not a bumpy flight yeah. and B, there's going to be no hiccups at, at all. Right? right. So we're flying. We get uh, the thing like, Psh. hello, folks. This is uh, Joe Schmo from the tower. Uh, it sounds uh, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me a name. What's, what's the pilot's name? Joe DeMeo. Uh, hello, folks. This is Jordan Mayo calling from the uh, the what do they call the front? I don't the cockpit. I don't know from the cockpit. <laughs> um, there seems to be a little bit of a backup at LaGuardia. They're not allowing any more planes to come in. There's no uh, landing space. We are going to have to land in Detroit. No. And everyone on planes like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want this real, guy. Number one, like, he says, nice and clear. We'll get you there on time. Next thing you know, we're going to Detroit. Oh, that's and all I'm thinking about is if this plane goes down, <laughs> will it say your last memory will be being denied? Darren Meenan and Kodai Sanga <laughs> die in a plane crash. <laughs> thinking that like yes, no yes your name your name will be your name will be first in that headline for sure, Darren. Your name will be first in that headline. Sanga and Meenan go down <laughs> trying to land in Detroit. So we're like, damn it. So like you know you, you can like feel the plane slowing down. Yeah. And, I'm like, all right, we're going to Detroit. So I text Kelly, hey, I got to go to Detroit. And, um, you know, maybe hang out with Eminem, go to 8 Mile or something like that. So we're <laughs> landing. And then next thing you know, it's like, hello, folks. This is Joe DeMeo calling from the cockpit. Um, They uh, changed their mind. We're going to LaGuardia. And everyone's like, yes! <laughs> they changed their mind? That's actually yeah. what he said? No, he said something like... Oh, uh, oh he said something, something more official. Something more, say, like, he, actually technical. I was going to say, if he actually was like... Uh, they changed their mind. We're, we're that just, would have made me feel people. more unsafe. Yeah. Said, that yeah. was just the reasoning. They changed their mind. He said something like, what did he say? Uh, we convinced them or like we nagged them enough to have them agree to give us whatever. And and we ended up getting there f- safely. No hiccups, no turbulence. It was great. So we kept his promise is what you're saying? Yes. Well, kind of. It was a little bit longer than expected because he did start getting ready to land and then change his mind. Uh, not to continue this any longer because I want to talk about the dog of the week. Uh, 
flying home from Anaheim last year. We were on the plane. There was something going on. They made us get off the plane. We had to take all of our bags with us off the plane and then wait in the terminal to get back on the plane to go home. We finally get on the plane to go home. I'm watching the weather. And you know when you see the Doppler or what you see the, the, the color of the, the radar? It was bright yellow and red all around New York and Queens. I'm like, there's no fucking way we're going to be able to land in this. As we get over Pennsylvania, they do the same thing. Hello, folks. Uh, we're going to have to do a circle around. and whatever. So we're sitting there circling Pennsylvania, right? The, I was in the exit row with the jump seat in front of me. The girl sitting there, the stewardess, which I heard you're not supposed to say stewardess anymore. It's like flight attendant now. I don't know. I, I don't want to get canceled. Uh, she's sitting there on the phone talking to the cockpit about their plan, right? She hangs up. I'm like, hey, shoot me straight. What's going on here? She's like, well, we're running out of gas. So we're going to have to make a decision to either land in Connecticut and go hang out with Joe DeMeo and Ron Darling <laughs> or or power through. Yeah, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm texting Kelly. Hey, it might be a little bit late. Uh, she picks up the phone again, hangs up. I'm like, what's up? She's like, yeah, they're going to just go for it. And I'm like, oh, my God. So they're like, yeah, folks, we're going to uh, start an initial descending to LaGuardia, whatever, JFK. I don't know where we were coming from or landing to. He's like, strap up, like, don't get up. Basically, it's going to be rough, right? And we had the windows open, and you can see, like, you know, you see the blinking lights yeah. on the on the, uh, the wings. on the wings. It wasn't the lights; it was the lightning all around the area. That it was, was well, crazy. We were in Arizona, we drove through. Uh, we flew through a, a lightning. It was, was nuts. Terrifying. Yeah, it was. It was crazy, but he he went for it, and we landed, and uh, thankfully everything was fine. But yeah, the headline would have been Mean and Insanga. <laughs> Did you clap? Did you clap when you landed? I feel like that one warrants a clap. I'm not a big clap. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. We probably did clap on that one. I, I definitely was fist pumping yeah. when he said we changed our mom. We're going to New York. But <laughs> we're landing at Islip here on Long Island once. And it was Kelly and I and Amelia coming back from somewhere. We get over. It kind of pulls in where you're crossing over the LIA Long Island Expressway. Uh -huh. And then you know, like, all right, we're back. I'm looking out the window. I had the window seat. I could see the runway, see the lines in the runway. Next thing you know, he guns it and takes back off. <gasps> They call it like an aborted landing because the plane was coming in like straight like this. Uh -huh. And then it was going like this. Like it, it wasn't straight for the land. So then he decided to just gun it. And everyone That's me parallel parking. I people totally and people that. on the plane lost their shit. They started crying. Like, oh, relax. But they weren't sure. It felt crazy because, you know, like the yeah. the way that like you're kind of just chilling landing. It's not, you feel like you're not even really moving. And then he just yeah. gunned it. And everyone was like back to. It was nuts. Sounds kind of fun. Anyway, so that's my uh, airline stories here. So let's talk about Gatto, Pups, and Friends. Joe's as, so glad he stuck around. As we do each <laughs> week. Uh, anyone to highlight here in particular? Yes, the first Are one. Are these huskies? They're already gone. In, oh. in a good way. They've been adopted. So these guys. No comments. Polenta. I know. Well, it's okay. Polenta and Arancini, and they deserve comments. Um, they're bonded brothers. They were owner surrender. So that means they came from the same home together. They were very attached to each other. Polenta is the pit bull. He is 10. Arancini's a little scruffy guy. He's seven. They are sweet as pie. If you can see that, that second photo, all they like to do is snuggle each other. They love to play with toys. They have very calm temperaments when it's just the two of them. Um, Arancini, the smaller one, prefers girl dogs to any boy dog that isn't Polenta. So looking for a home that preferably doesn't have any other boy dogs, but they really need a home. They're so sweet and they're kind of just confined to a pen right now, which is not what they deserve. They deserve so much better. So thank you for the like. Um, if you would like to adopt Polenta and Arancini, please go to Gatto Pups and Friends on Instagram. Click the link in their bio and there is an application to adopt. And again, if you say you know me, you will get the dogs. 
Hey, Joe, I think this is your, t- your chance on, to shine, Joe. man. Get- They're in good health. He doesn't want one dog. He's going to get two. So <laughs> my dog does not leave me the fuck alone. So I get home from Minnesota on Sunday. She follows me around the whole place. She refuses. It's so horrible. Your dog loves you. I'm a big person. And she gets in the bed and I can't move. Well, that sounds like a you problem. She doesn't Be sleep assertive. in the if she- When Kelly's home without me, the dog does not sleep in the bed. Get a bigger oh, bed. What do you want me to tell you? I, don't, it's, I can't, Joe. I can't. There are solutions to your problems, Darren. I don't know what to do with this dog. I might have to bring this dog to Gatto Pups and Friends. Stop it. Duh. <laughs> no, she's not a senior. She can't come. All right. Well, fuck. Man. Eight more years. <laughs> uh, shout out to Corona. Shout out to Tick Pick. Thanks to the Mets for the giveaways. If you're going to the game tonight, don't forget to uh, pick up this uh, really cool uh, hockey jersey again. Thanks to the Mets for the the tote bag that they'll be giving away soon. The the over the shoulder, whatever you call it. And watch next week because we are giving away all of the stuff that we've gotten so far this season from Corona. Thanks to them for that Corona and the Mets with the Lindor collection. Shout out to Joe for listening to all our bullshit. Shout out to Joe for helping us <laughs> right. uh, get through this. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Maybe. Well, no, definitely next week. Not two more weeks after that. We have two <laughs> two shows left. All right. See you guys. It's going to be a night. It's up. Oh, that's what she said.